0: The Cat & Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24 hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis, their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. You never can tell with coffee roasting. You never can tell what we're going to think either. because It could be bad or it could be good.
1: It's all over the place. You could roast coffee or you could not. Man, that's, that's what I'm saying. Do, you, do you need us to roast coffee for you? We Hit, us do that. <laughs> Hit us up. Hit us up. You, you, want rost it? Rost it, you want to roast coffee?
0: Roast it, roast it, dude. You wanna roast a farm? Roast really? the coffee, By dude. Yourself, it's, it's nice, dude. Yeah, you could do your own roasting if you'd like. Big things going down, man. <laughs> we be roasting coffee. <laughs> we be shining. Where do you roast coffee, dude? Uh, I just roast them on right near the beach. <laughs> to the beach, boy, boy.
1: Where do you roast coffee? We do roast near the beach, boy. Well, we do roast near the beach. Do like, you wanna? Do you wanna do questions today?
0: We can do questions. Well, Jared's back.
1: Great, I'm back. I was on vacation.
0: How was your nice, vacation? Let's uh, talk about your vacation first. My vacation was fantastic. It was like a multi-part vacation. It was
1: a, yeah, it was a three-parter. <laughs> Ooh, a trilogy. I uh, took a seven-hour drive down to Temecula. Ah, Where is Temecula? Hi, I'm in Temecula is how it's, it was. It's like right by Delaware. It's definitely <laughs> next, next east of, east-west of Delaware, probably. Latitude, longitude, you can figure it out. It's, it's in the wine country,
0: not God's country, though. I met a couple really cool people at our coffee shop just a second ago who were from Portland drove to Long Beach and are driving back up. Oh man, no phones and they're uh, just straight analog map. Oh, I like that. They're getting deep with the longitude and latitude. <laughs> they're like, I think we're going to go to Sonoma and I'm like sick. They're like, it looks like it's right here. I'm like, Whoa, dude, I got that awesome. memorized dog. <laughs> I was like, you can
1: check out Oxbow. Yeah, oh, so yeah. Temecula's chill. Temecula, yeah, it was the place where you can go, and then <laughs> you, you could be there, or you could not. <laughs> and then you could leave there and go to Palm Springs or somewhere a sick, else. Sick sick, 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 Airbnb with Shark and Shark. That is Matt Fuel, aka the Train, and his lady, and then uh, Michael Mulch Stetson S- and Smelly Bethany.
0: Gold, Smelly
1: Gold herself. <laughs> uh, Michael Mulch Stetson moved to Hawaii, so it was a uh. see you later
0: mahalo ma- mulch it was mahalo slash aloha california is gonna miss you a hola- aloha aloha's hello and goodbye, so hello and goodbye. one of each on that trip what's mahalo it's mahalo like, is it's like a hey probably up, the same dude? thing
1: <laughs> it's like mahalo it's like a have a good day it's like yo dude i don't know brada man I, like, yeah, I, like, yeah,
0: like, I was like here's <laughs> a hollow sh- here's
1: a hali shaka for you
0: micro shaka
1: yeah we did that and then we went to disneyland where i learn every time and have a great time so you know Disneyland, you guys get it. you know, I like that place. Then I came home, and then I worked two days and then I got a stomach flu
0: for a night, and now I'm back. Oh, yeah. That was Tanner cool. showed me your text. Yeah, it hurt so bad. Stomach flu. <laughs> freaking gnarly. It was awesome. It's not cool when you're <laughs> no, sick,
1: no, as it turns out. So then yeah, and then I came back and got better, and we got some questions, and
0: we're going to do some podcasts. we're just kicking buns. Back in the podcast. The podcast world was lonely. <sighs> Sorry. There's like a lot of big news going on, too. Oh yeah, dude. Nestle in the mix. Nestle Great. in the Nestle quick mix, Nestle. like literally mix. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: did. They dropped quick mix on the bottle. Great. Quick mix Good on the bottle.
0: Yeah. Good for them. Good Everybody, for the bottle. Everybody's got different different vibes. Yeah, I could tell. I saw the Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Instagram was heavy. I was like, oh my goodness. I know. You showed me the
1: Quit blue Ball Instagram and it was like, where's the normal response comments? They're all just hater comments right
0: now. It's pretty interesting. I was like, oh, geez. Yeah. That was a thing. It's a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> what else
0: happened? I don't know what else happened. Nothing nothing in coffee. No. That's nothing cool. really. Nothing in coffee. There's those like uh, NYC Coffee Masters, like the videos oh, yeah. came out. Those are kinda fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I like watching those. I like watching. People put together their own stuff. Videos are fun. It's cute. Yeah.
1: It's cute. I did a, a a workout in Temecula, I guess it's the best thing I did. Yeah. Found out that I'm not that far off of the pace of the better people in Temecula first that for that day.
0: I'm towards the top. I'm basically the best in Temecula. Nope.
1: <laughs> nope. Top, top 10 in, Temecula. Top 10 in so, Temecula. You know.
0: So you're thinking about moving there. Yeah,
1: probably. just Top of the hill. <laughs> trying to plus my status a little bit in the CrossFit world. All,
0: hey, uh, yeah, Jared, he's one of our number one guys. <laughs> yeah.
1: He also lives next to a couple of uh, rocks and there's other rocks up there and then there's some wine somewhere over the hills over there.
0: But if you were bored, you would think that people in Temecula would be good because they're not doing anything else. Yeah, they You were, might as well go to the gym.
1: They took it seriously.
0: Just really wad Sit it out, that. dude. <laughs> wad your face off.
1: Wad. Wad says it? stuff like that? Workout wad. of the day is what that stands found. Yo, dude, for. you
0: get your wad going Yo, on. Yo,
1: dude, if you're trying to hit your wad, you know. Wad.
0: Woo-wo. I know. Like, you got to warm
1: up and work out. That's a, sh- a shout out. That's a,
0: that's a Pat Barber shout out. Yeah. Another one. I Howl, always shout out Pat Barber. Holler at your boy. Oh, what
1: I bought a, do we lo- a jump rope
0: you bought online. jump rope online. Yeah, dude, just I a cheap one. one. <laughs> I just matter. wanted I wanted to try. Learning to jump rope is half the battle. <laughs> I always wanted to jump rope, and every time I tried, I've been so disappointed in myself. And I decided I'm just gonna try it. That's why I had to do all this. I saw stupid you jumping mountain mountain rope climbers. and I was like, I'm I'm gonna jump rope. I'm gonna try. We could learn together. We just, could dude, look like nothing could make Grace who works for us. Holy crap. She could jump rope.
1: Oh, so jealous of her because our <sighs> workout was jump. There's jump rope and
0: she's tall. I had to do too.
1: mountain climbers instead. That's why my abs were freaking so
0: tore <laughs> You're up. You're looking like an sick. idiot. And she's like, I'm jumping rope. You yeah, I was like 240.
1: <laughs> and she's all and I'm all right on. Right on all
0: double right. unders or
1: what? No, nah, she's doing one, one, double, one, one, double, one, one, double, one, one, double. And I was like, wow.
0: Goodness gracious. She didn't break
1: it once. I was like,
0: She's like, yeah, I got those. I don't know how. And I'm all right on. Are, this is has nothing to do with fitness but i really at some point want to learn how to do the double dutch oh yeah that'd be fun that'd and be so sick Then we could put a video together just like in the hood yeah. yeah it's so cool i was always really jealous of people who could oh yeah could they could rip dutch. it so hard yeah i was like wow Two wearing ropes. like a bomber jacket and yeah. some like fat tongue shoes and, and just double dutch. just hop in and hop out like i was up. always like
1: i can't even barely do the one where they do the single rope and i have to jump in and yeah, jump yeah like watching little.
0: the rope go around you're all and now, yeah. I was like, All right. And now, now whack me in the head. And we got it. <laughs> we did it. Jumping rope, dude. Sunday, if you're around the internet, which you probably are, check our Instagram. There's a funny video that we made. I think it's cool. Oh, it's anyway, good video. Yeah. It's, Just uh, a preview. Yeah, I got a new brewer. It's the Breville Precision Brewer thing, and it's it's really cool. And we made a bunch of little videos. They're doing a countdown to National Coffee Day. So Cat and Cloud is one of the videos. So we're going to post it on our Insta. Put it up on the Tube Tube. Nice. So if you want to see what that brewer's all about and see Jared's beautiful face. It's part of, part of it. I filmed him. There's some other beautiful faces. There's in there, a lot though, of beautiful too. faces. I try to include staff, as much staff as possible. Oh, yeah. There's, there's a hot team in there. So if you really want to know how we are at the core, you should just check it out. That's definitely true. Tune in on Sunday. That's who we are. Go to the Cat and Cloud Instagram to get a better glimpse. The podcast, you know, it's like a touch.
1: Oh, yeah. There's a lot more to us than this, this cast. Yeah. We've got human interaction in real life. I did get pulled over by a human being, not a police officer, believe it or not. I was walking to our storage unit today, and somebody yelled at the window, hey, can I say hi to you? (laughs) And I was like, sure. And this... Man down. It's I dropped okay. Something. I we got something. it. Here, it's we, fine. It's on there. No big deal. I was dad, uh, <laughs> and they pulled over, and he's all, "Hey, I just en- embarrassing my wife. We just started on the way up from L.A. and want to stop in your shop." And they listened to the podcast, and so that was really neat to see them. Long Beach is officially where
0: they they live and work. And uh,
1: anyway, it was cool. We, we learned, learned a lot of stuff, podcast. including
0: you don't want to surf at seal beach yeah
1: don't surf at seal beach it's dirty dirty stuff
0: on the ground stuff on the floun. i love it when people come in and i love it it's pretty funny when people are shy they're like i just wanted to say hi but i didn't want to bug you i know like, it's like pretty you rad. not bug me i yeah, was like it's this is why we do this to say hi to you and it's a cool public venue where you can meet people and yeah hang out and have coffee. a good time i got pulled over by a police officer you did last night oh sick <laughs> did you get a of. ticket no it was Tail close light. though uh, I was uh, going to Bantam to go eat. Oh, and then there's this parking lot where I do donuts sometimes. So I was like, I'm just gonna spin a couple donuts before I go eat. <laughs> so I just go. It's like a little pet. There's nothing out there. Yeah, and I go into the parking lot. I turn a couple circles and then I just like pull in to park real quick to leave. And I I saw like right when I was done, I saw this like little truck and I was like, oh fuck, that's <laughs> that's a cop. And it was like one of those suburban cop things. So I just like. Before he even got anywhere close to me, because I don't think he saw me, I think he just heard me. I just like parked it, got out of the car, and I was just like standing there. He was like, "What are you doing?" I'm all, "I'm just hanging." He's all doing some donuts. I was like, "I'm just hanging." (laughs) (laughs) And he's all, "Saw you spinning?" I'm all, "Did you?" (laughs) Oh my (laughs) gosh! Which I'm pretty sure he didn't, but he was doing a good job. Yeah, I, I was pretty scared, and he was like, "Get in the car," and I was like, "Can I just stand here?" and he's i'll get in the car or i'll put you in cuffs and really? i was all yeah he was a gnarly dude he was not fucking around he's all cuffy right now and i was like okay cool i'm chill dude i'm just hanging out i'll get in the car so i got in the car license the whole thing and he's like this is considered a public road i could tow your car and it's like a well the classic misdemeanor and i was like i'm just here man i'm not trying to hurt anybody i'm just here <laughs> <laughs> And he was so hardcore. I thought for sure he was going to give me a ticket, and then I was going to have to go to court and be like, "Ah, it wasn't me, right?" You know, he pulled, didn't even pulled see a you. shaggy card or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me, and uh, he let me go. That did was just like, okay, well, see you later. He was apparently someone who's over there, which I don't know who it is because there's literally nothing over there. People use that spot. It's like a donut spot, all everybody the time. knows. Yeah, it's, it's a spot, and they're trying to make it not the spot anymore. right? So he's like, "I don't want to see your car over here again. Get no. out of here. Cool." And I was like, "That's chill. <laughs> Girl, I'm not interested in being here anymore. I was me feel like, like awkward. "I don't even want to come anymore. I don't even <laughs> feel like I'm welcome." i was like is this your idea of customer service <laughs> you're here to serve and protect and i feel scared you're telling me you're going to cuff me and tell me to leave like that seems, sounds like two thirds of our nation this is not cool <laughs> i'm scared of cops too i like i don't know it's it's like not a thing not his favorite thing it's not my favorite thing the po-po yeah i and there's obviously varying opinions on this but growing up as a skateboarder In the town where I grew up, it's just you just don't have a good rapport with the cops, right? Because for your whole life, and I get like people need to kick you out of spots, like, I totally understand that you're skateboarding on private property, like, you have to go. It's like something that comes with skating, but the way you get treated when that happens, and it's like almost every time they make you feel like you're gonna go to jail or they're gonna cuff you, meanwhile, you're like. 14 15 16 when this all starts to go down Yo, i'm not a bad person and you're just like yeah you're not a bad person and you're just scared shitless and they're making you feel like you could end up in the slammer or something like that and it's just a like, moment and they just talk to you like you're a dick which <laughs> so i'm just like fuck the cops dude <laughs> and I Yo, ta- i'm gonna have to be a dick because you're making me a dick i talked to my brother-in-law who is a police officer yeah and he said that Where he works in the areas that he's in, that's actively something that they're trying to change. That's good. The perception of people of authority because it is really intimidating and they are trying to be aware of the power that they have, you know, over people and not be viewed as the enemy all the time. Which is probably a good thing. Which is probably a good thing. they're supposed to serve and protect. But he said, admittedly, it's like a really slow process to get there. Because no. I was like, "Yeah, man, I know you're a police officer, but man, like Dave Chappelle says, take your time. <laughs> take your time. You gotta slow your roll a little bit. We've been working at this for centuries. I'm sorry, officer, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I'll need to slow your roll a little bit. Slow <laughs> so your roll a little bit. We suffer
1: for a long. You time. You suffer,
0: yeah, not like us, not like <laughs> us, <laughs> not like us. But well, we suffer."
1: Us is not Chris and I, obviously. Oh, my gosh. Dave, dude. Dave. Dave
0: Chappelle's got some funny stuff. He's on the on the money. You wrote us questions in the podcast email. Let's well, answer a few of those. It's brilliant. Two questions if you have time. Well, we're making some for you there. Number one. Steve. Steve. <laughs> His name's <laughs> <we're>, <laughs> This question comes from Steve Schisler. We're making Schisler? Uh, time for you, Douglas. His name's Steve Schisler. A friend of mine works at a somewhat well-known shop. Up in the area, and I won't say, his manager won't let him take home the SOP and manual that has the recipes and procedures of the shop. The manager is concerned it might end up online, thus the company secrets will be secret no more. So how does he study? Sounds a bit odd, but maybe that's normal. That's first of a two-part. Yeah, let's, let's just start with that one. So This is an old-school mentality of thinking, because I've experienced this. I feel like if it's something like SOP, employee handbook, You should be able to take it home. You should have a copy of it. 100%. For sure. The only thing that is even sketchy about sharing certain things. So we had a wholesale training. Right. And I have a training template for the wholesale. And I asked the staff not to share it because it's meant to be accompanied by a trainer. Right. Who delivers content that's not in... The manual. Right. So if you took the manual out of context, you could be like, what is this? Doesn't make any sense. Mm. And it's not about being secret with the information because it's stuff that I would gladly share in the right format, but it's that someone could read that and not understand it and use it in a weird way. Right. Because it's not actually complete without. The and then tie it back to you too. and say, "Well, you taught them," and, and be you're like, like "Or oh, yeah. our company taught
1: them," and it's like, "No, we didn't. Yeah, no, we didn't. You just read something of ours."
0: Yeah. So, but if it's just, I don't know, something like this, if I, it's rules and procedures and and like ingredient like, you, like
1: recipes, there is no reason to not share this stuff with everybody.
0: Also, it's not going to be the thing that makes or breaks That's you. That's the thing. It's one hundred percent not the reason. It it's not going to matter because mm. all of Okay, you're probably not doing anything that's that insane anyway. No, didn't we just talk about this? Or maybe you and I just talked about it together. But it's like every coffee shop has the same menu pretty much. Same menu and then back of house operations. I mean, there's secrets everywhere. There's knowledge everywhere. The trick is getting people to apply them and most people don't. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, now they know how we do this one thing and we're going to go out of business. It doesn't really work like that. Right. And if your business is built on that shaky of ground where if you can't give away one thing or that's the eminent doom of your business, I just, it doesn't make sense to me. No roasting. Okay. Let's take roasting. I'll show someone, I'll show someone a roast curve. Yeah. A to Z with all the gas adjustments. I'll tell everybody about our style and be like, (gasps) Hey, this is exactly how we roast coffee, which is something that used to be like quote unquote industry trade secret. Yeah. Because it doesn't have anything to do with this success or failure of our company. Because we're gonna make really good coffee. And if someone else makes really good coffee too, that's awesome. But making really good coffee is just one part of what we're doing. That is definitely one of many parts. (laughs) And I bet that whoever our quote unquote competition, which I don't even really like to use that word because we don't really have any direct competition where we're at, is you know they're not going to implement all the other things we do that make us us. No, they don't want to. And if you were just a Disneyland, yeah. So if there was some sort of Disney manual and then that got out, no one's going to create another Disneyland. Man, they'd probably try, but they couldn't. You could try, yeah. But how is that going to work? For no ya? chance. It's not going to work. No out. chance. You don't have it. There's so much more to what makes a brand special and what makes an organization special than the procedures that it has. It's about the story. It's about the motivation for why you do those things. Right. You know, it's the buy
1: in and the influences of the yeah, not the guests, the team members are what make everything special, not yeah, not the SOPs per se.
0: Yeah,
1: it's pretty funny. I mean, that's just how it ticks and talks. That's how you know, but that's not, I mean, gosh,
0: I referenced the start with why thing in the last podcast, but I was talking to Mackenzie about it the other day, and it's that idea that you know, he takes a lot of the common. Big brands. But then one that I thought was really interesting that was has an epic legendary following that a lot of people don't think about is like Harley Davidson. Oh, they're deep, huh? Yeah. You, people are getting Harley tattoos on their arms, Harley tattoo on their chest. It's like so identifiable with the culture, but they don't have anything that say Yamaha doesn't have in terms of understanding how to make a motorcycle right like everybody's got the same technology everybody can make the same motorcycle it's not about the piece of machinery it's about the feeling that you get from the association with that brand and having it resonate with you that's what makes harley successful it's oh, they yeah they know who they are they're all about it right it's not like we got this patented cylinder thing or like our assembly line looks like this or nah our warehouse looks like this. It's like that shit doesn't matter. No. I mean, you it are, matters for efficiency, a Harley but it's, yeah, I'm a Harley dude. This is like, the lifestyle I am. This is how I roll. Yeah. So I totally get that. Tell your friend to, to take the manual. Well, I'm yeah. not going to. And the
1: follow, the follow <laughs> question is, do you guys have standard shift times that start and end at the same every day? So the same friend mostly works the quote unquote mid shift, but it starts and ends for all staff at widely varying times from day to day, making it difficult to keep track of working of work starting time. Yeah, that's weird. You should definitely have standard shifts based on your premium hours, et cetera, et cetera. It sounds like typically the reason somebody would do this is that they don't hire to cover. Uh, apparent shift times per se. They hire people and then their people are only available at certain times so they start at different times and this is just kind of like it feels like a backward system but there's there's really no reason to not have standard shift templates and there's a lot of different applications you can use to help. We use wheniwork.com It worked great but there's plenty of other ones. There's Outlook there's blah 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 blah. Do some research and also tell them to lock in their scheduling they can make their lives so much easier and so could they do that for the team that are working under them? Sorry, I started reading the next question. <laughs> oh, I changed. <laughs> I changed
0: the email. I know. I was like, "Whoa, I it's way it, longer now." Girl, this is different. This is different, but the same. This is a di- okay. Everybody, are we on the same page? We're switching to different email, everybody out yeah, there. Yeah, this is Jermaine Reese. Holler. Hello, Chris and Jared. Hello. I'm a, hello, I'm a huge fan of your podcast, and I've been following you since opening your first Cat and Cloud shop in California. Hey, thank you. That's almost a year old now. In nine
1: days. I know, dude. That's wild.
0: We got some planning to do. You both inspired me so much, and I've learned so much about coffee from podcasts and YouTube videos. I'm very new to coffee, and about six months ago, I decided I want to get into coffee roasting, then learn roasting in the future, open up my own coffee shop. I'm in Michigan, about 15 minutes outside the D. That's Detroit. So as you can imagine, not the biggest market for third-wave coffee, but we do have some great coffee shops who are doing it the right way. I'm a bit older, 35 years of age. I'm only laughing because we're right there with you. buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit older as well. <laughs> I was just wondering how do I get into coffee with the end result of me roasting coffee and opening my own shop in the future. Recently bought the Scott rail book about roasting and I've been reading that lately and try to learn the ins and outs of coffee roasting. I read on the Scott rail blog that he suggests if you want to get into coffee roasting, just buy a small $5,000 one kilogram roaster and go for it. Instead of going to a roasting class, I was wondering what you guys think would be a good thing. To get into coffee roasting roasting in general. There's a lot more to your email, but we're going to attack that and then maybe paraphrase the, the rest. rest. Yeah. I would not Gosh, buy a $5,000 like, roaster. Not a the Who
1: has $5,000 to just drop on their first roaster when they don't know how to roast? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but that seems like
0: a big investment. I think the biggest problem is if you're by yourself in Michigan and you buy a roaster and you start roasting, you still don't have any references to compare it against or like people to talk to. Like I think to develop a palate, like maybe you already drink coffee, but if you're new to roasting and tasting coffee... You don't want to just roast by yourself and taste your coffee. Even if you taste it alongside other people's coffees, you want to taste it with other people. You want to develop a dialogue. You want to get comfortable. I would probably look into something. I would take a class. I would look into the Roasters Guild Retreat only because I've never been, but there's a ton of roasters there. Right. You can get a lot of different perspectives, and you can roast on a lot of different machines, and maybe none of those are going to be the ones that you buy, But you just kind of get to test the waters and you get to talk to people.
1: Yeah, I think it's really important to get a lot of different perspectives and not just try to source your information from one person ever. Because everybody has an opinion and I think... The more information you can gather, the better. You're trying to be you. You're not trying to be the same as everybody else.
0: And there will be a point where if you do want to have a coffee roasting company, you will need to buy a roaster. Probably for more than $5,000. Or share a roaster somehow. But yeah. it, you might have to buy one because it seems like you're kind of out alone. And you will have to do some figuring out by yourself. But I think to get the ball rolling, you need a, like just a broader understanding of roasting in general.
1: Yeah, and taste a lot of different people's coffee which hopefully you're doing already before you start jumping into the roasting game, don't just grab a roaster and
0: <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's the guess in check, but I mean, when, when we were started, it's like, talk to Sean, talk to Jonathan, talk to Gabe, like engaging right. with people who we've just had around us forever, who we respect and they know they none of them all do the same thing. Not at all. They're all doing different things. And then you take what works for you and start to create, profiles around that but yeah you don't want to go it alone it'll be boring too i mean
1: yeah i mean chris and i probably often take for granted the time and the years we put into tasting coffee and it came to a point where i mean now we know exactly what we want our coffee to taste like which is not the same as whoever else in this list of people you know sean and gabe and all them and deaton and all these people who we've talked to over the past like how they want their coffee to taste and so in order for us to even know how to make the coffee taste, how we wanted it to, we needed to see how all these people approach it. And then we tried a bunch of their different methods and we messed with all of it. And then we found the one that makes the coffee taste how we want it to taste. And I feel like there's a lot to be said about that and less to be said about like, I mean, you're going to feel if I got a a roaster and I just started roasting on it, first of all, you're going to be proud of whatever you put out because it's exciting. You're roasting your own coffee. Uh, but you're not really gonna know how to get to the place you wanna go without a lot of consultation and practice. And yeah. Anyway, that's all. Get with the homies. Get with the homies. And what then the rest of it. Paraphrase uh, the rest
0: of it. Talks about how do I get into the shop game? And sometimes I feel like I'm too late to get into the game. The idea of failure brings me down. Just kind of those second guessing things. So I'll say well, that one is probably not gonna be easy. Yeah, for sure. It's not. Especially if you're biting off two things at once. And I don't know how I would consider this if I was by myself and was going to have one shop. Do you want to go in with the roaster and the shop? I'd you probably have- start small.
1: And if you're going to be by yourself, you'd have to do a small place where you could make some money for yourself to get going. And then maybe looking into partnering up as, as you grow or like bring on an operating partner who is underneath you. You know what I'm saying? It's tricky because you're,
0: I would honestly, who I don't know. I would maybe open the shop first. I'd open the shop first. Use some wholesale coffee and then transition into roasting, depending on what your financials look like. Right. Because roast a roaster is obviously a big chunk of cash. Mm-hmm. You need someone to operate it. Yeah. You're, cost of goods is lower because you're not paying for as much in coffee, but you have to manage cash flow to bring in green coffee. Yep. And that's a lot of money. Which is a lot of money. Maybe not as bad as a big roaster if you're just doing it for yourself. So I would just, I don't know. I would identify why you want to have this coffee shop, and right. this roastery. And I'm not saying that to challenge you or say that you don't want to have this. You just aren't telling us in this but email. But just, just think about, yeah, think about what it means to you and what it means to just your life as a whole. And then if it's speaking to you in like a really big, powerful way, like I would just go for it with, you know, you could get, it could not work out. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but
1: okay. So you're 35 years old, quote unquote, on the older side, this dude, I listened to Lee Cockrell. He's like 70 now. And he was the VP of, of Disney world operations and he actually keeps making this comment over his podcast he goes back to it and everybody under basically the age of like 50 in his mind has tons of years of work available and ahead of them and there's no like you're not screwed if you try something and it doesn't work you're still going to be able to bounce back and you still can be successful in this life and it's not worth not pursuing. You're going to be more sad in the long run that you didn't pursue something that you maybe believed in versus pursuing it and maybe failing. And if you fail, there's something else for you. But I mean, I think he specifically talks about how he got fired from a job when he was like 30, 35 years old. And it was a good thing for him, but it was also a hard thing for him. And I don't think he got big in his career until he was like over 40. Yeah. I mean, we're just getting started. Yeah. So I mean... (laughs) It's okay. You got to start. I mean, uh, ah, what was that thing? I feel like we said it to each other towards the beginning of starting our company. But there was like all of these people who started the like really big companies and they're like ages. Mm. And it was like the guy and not everybody loves KFC, but the colonel. Started it when he was like 55 years old or something like maybe even 60. He started yeah. it and it's huge. It's
0: huge. It's like a legendary institution yeah, whether it, or not you like the fast food aspect. It's cool that you can create something at 50 that yeah. goes hard. Age is a, is a mindset age when it comes ain't to nothing this. nothing but a number. It really is. <laughs> when
1: it comes to stuff like this, you have to not consider your age as a reason to not do it. That's true. I 100% agree with you that. You cannot put age there. And I will fully admit that I've done it, but I just don't believe you should.
0: There's yeah. no way. So I don't know if that's encouraging for you or not, but it's true. We were in the split. I did something that didn't work out because of a really shitty partnership and it was horrible. And it was really, really hard. But you, I mean, if you have your health and you're alive and it's, just, I'm not saying that it was chill and like, oh, it's cool, fun times, but you know. It was probably, a black hole of death. It was black hole death, but you're probably going to be okay, you know? You will be okay. Just you're take be, care of yourself mentally and physically through the process. You're
1: going to be great. And then worst case scenario, you learn and you can help somebody else start a business.
0: You will definitely learn. You can definitely help. Or you'll be successful,
1: wildly successful.
0: Yeah, I say whatever whatever you do, Know your motivations, and like Jared said, don't let your age keep you from doing something. Mm -hmm. Because time's just going to pass no matter what. So you could do whatever you love, or you could just think about doing it. Don't let them grind you down. Might as well do it. Our friend wrote us and asked us about some uh, kind of metrics for the cafe, just some, I guess, some rocks or anchor points Mm -hmm. about how things are going. He runs a cafe, and he's just trying to shore up, like, what does dailies look like? What is, you know, labor percentages look like? And, and all of those things. Right. So, I mean, he's asking what's our average sale amount? What's our dailies looking like? And what our labor percentage he's is? He's curious how our business is going by the
1: numbers. Okay, so yeah. I mean, our business ranges. So, we have two stores now. One of which is like a month and a half old. We'll just talk Portola. So, let's cause just that talk that Portola because it's almost a year into it. So, <clears throat> about a year into it, we do between 300 and 350 Uh, 300 three hundred three hundred and twenty five thirty 325 30 tickets a day as an average and our average sale is somewhere between seven and eight dollars on average uh so our daily sales averages yeah they range from like mid 23s to 25s uh week to week and that's hundred dollars not 25 (laughs) dollars 25 dollars 25 dollars a day and our, our labor percentage uh, is higher than normal. We, it's right around 30%. Our goal is under 30 but included in that labor percentage is a few things. So the cost of our uh, health care goes into the labor percentage, as does our 10% bottom line profit sharing. So, I mean, if we didn't offer any of that stuff, we'd probably be sitting between 20 and 25%. Uh, but it's more than worth it for us to take in a little less money in order to provide better lives for the human beings who work for us. So, uh, and our downtown store isn't too far off that, you know, we're almost, you know, hitting a $2,000 a day
0: average downtown as well in our first whatever month and a half. And he also asked, and we can answer this too. Have you turned profit? Do you share that info with your staff? And Yes, we have and yes we do. We share the financials with everybody.
1: Yeah, it's open so to
0: our staff. Everybody knows what we make bottom line. And even more than that, we I mean, we talked about this a lot at the leadership retreat we had with uh eight or so people in leadership where we took that looked at all the profitability and then looks at what look at what happens with that number. Yeah, what we can do with it and what we can't do with it. And how it impacts how it interacts with things like Cash flow. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a really tricky, interesting thing to throw in there.
1: Right. I mean, it's... Yeah. I mean, these things are all important. Running a business is is half the battle. And so, you know, we have all these amazing, talented people. And uh, as we pass on ownership of each store to team leaders and coordinators, they have to understand that as fun as it would be to be um, almost feel like a charity, for lack of a better term, but to just like give everybody whatever they like. And because they're awesome that's not always responsible in a business sense. So, you know, here's what we have to do in order to give raises and do the things that we'd like to do. And then we have to set goals for each store and they do these things. They're allowed to do these things. We did, however, and I think this is really neat, give the team kind of the freedom to give raises in this context. So for instance, my team leaders, Kristen and Tanner can give anybody on their team as much money as they want but they still have to keep their labor percentages correct. Right. So if they can efficiently run their store with one less person a day, they can take all of that money and divide it it out between whomever they
0: want to do that to. And I am okay with that. We just have to run a responsible business, which I think keys into why you would want to share this stuff with your staff and not keep it secret because the more they understand how it works, the more they're going to have some accountability and responsibility for it. And the more flexibility they can have. Yeah.
1: I think there's something to be said and we have an advantage because we have a Chuck. True. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's some truth to, and it's an unfortunate truth. uh, Most small businesses seem to purchase a CPA monthly or bimonthly or uh, every other month. I guess that's bimonthly. Right. And what happens in that case is that they become far more reactive. I think we're lucky to be a company who's able to be proactive and Mm. set goals and monitor numbers before we get to places versus seeing how we did and then being reactionary and planning for the next couple months. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of businesses don't know, don't have the metrics set up, et cetera, et cetera, whatever the case may be, actually how they're doing. So things like cash flow. I think there's all honest truth where people are like, I actually have no idea where our cash is. I just know we're paying bills.
0: Oh, for sure. And, Which I could totally understand in the yep. context of. If there was no you and there was no Chuck and it was just me, right. or if me How and could Chuck you? were gone, I'm like, I don't know, dude. I'm just here. Like, right. We're just doing this thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm writing checks. The doors There's are money open. In I guess it's, it's fine. In, it's coming. going.
1: Payroll's going in and out. We hit Yeah, Exactly. So I guess there is something to be said about getting some external education here. Or paying somebody to put together some metrics that you could fill in through Excel or whatever with your like create a template. Yeah, create some templates for yourself so that you can start monitoring your labor percentages. <laughs> you can monitor your cash flow in and out. You can monitor your projections, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, your cost of goods, all these things that people have for business, and you could establish yourself kind of like an operating plan. And review them with your team, you know, biweekly or monthly and see how things are going. And that would allow for you to, you
0: know, let them share the load. Um, The other thing that you could do, because he talks about, and again, you would maybe have to reach out for this or you could do some of it yourself. A food program that they had that seemed like it was going well, but they ultimately had to take it out because after they looked into the cost of goods and everything, it, it was actually bleeding it wasn't actually working out and addressing some of those things before you put anything in to play. Like, I mean, that yeah, that's kind of a big deal. Right. Every um, time.
1: I mean, our food program, when it comes down to things like, I mean, our toast, our pastries, all that, uh, I, along with Charles, but I personally looked into the cost of all those things and kind of divvied out. Like, even though it wasn't a hundred percent exact, I was like, we're going to be dancing in this, dollar range per item so we need to be charging this dollar range per item and i think the goal there is to be able to as most chefs would say give somebody an experience that's worth paying the correct amount of money for so you can't just like throw in my opinion you can't just throw hummus and pine nuts on a thing even if it tastes fantastic with some seasoning on top of it Uh, Maybe in other parts of the United States you can, but I don't think you can. And charge five, six, seven, eight dollars for that. I think it needs to look pretty, and
0: it has to be more than just taste good. So. Or you can't charge five, six, seven, eight dollars for something that's awesome and delicious, but costs you five dollars to make. Or that too, yeah. (laughs) Or both ways, exactly. Either way, yeah. Yeah. There's got to be some. There's got to be a balance. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, honestly, my goal is to find things. And I don't think this is actually weird so at all to say. I think this is what every chef is supposed to do or every person who does food at all. Find things that don't cost a lot and make them worth a lot.
0: The end. Like coffee. Exactly. <laughs> I'm serious. You know, know what I mean? It's like true. there's this pressure to do the food program like oh, god, it's crazy, but just it doesn't have to be next level for it to taste good. I mean, think about your cost of goods in coffee. Think about how much you pay for green coffee or how much you pay for roasted coffee right i mean you turn that into a four dollar cappuccino yeah 350 cappuccino all day like the ingredients don't cost anywhere near that much because you're paying for that preparation you're paying for the vibe you're paying for everything you're taking something that's got potential and making it awesome right and And making it feel good i mean and if we're
1: looking to hit numbers too i mean i think you have to take into account a few other things you have to take in The amount of pastries you waste for one, which is really simple and straightforward. So our goal as a company is less than 10 pastries a day wasted. Cool. That is something that we've done a really great job at. We have other things, though. We have some standards of speed. And I would argue that most coffee companies suck at this. And I'm really sorry to say this, but most third wave plus shops don't put speed at the forefront. They put quality and execution there. And that's great. But it also needs to include speed quality, execution, and speed. And if you can't get your coffee in a timely manner before work, then you're maybe not going to go to that shop, which means that maybe your daily sales average is going to go down. And that is an unfortunate truth for a lot of these specialty coffee companies. I think that struggle is that they'd rather... And it's not coming from the bad place, but they put a lot of emphasis, we talk about this all the time, on the, ex- the experience of talking to somebody and walking them through the whole thing. And like, I'm with you from the start to the finish of the transaction. Yep. And so it's just me and you, and we're friends for life. And that's not working for everybody. They need a friend, and they need coffee, and they need to go. They got to go. So there's a lot to bringing averages up. Uh, but really, it's, yeah. It is not simple, but it is kind of there for you to take depending on where you're at. And a lot of times bringing people through the door is half the battle and making sure that if you only have one shot that they're going to want to come back because a lot of times you only have one shot to win somebody over and it can't just be an okay experience for them to want to come back from the place they know. Yeah, it's like every time they come
0: through the door, it could be the last time. They're not gonna tell you or that they are not coming back. Pretend like it's the only time they'll ever be there. Exactly. That was a Lee Cockle quote, actually. It they'll was. never tell
1: you they won't come back, but they sure will tell you if they are coming back.
0: That was something that they said when we were in class that were something to keep front of mind when you're at a destination place, you know, like Disneyland, where people are coming from all over the country all over the world it might be the only time they ever go there so M- you got to make it that memorable every time it's true because every time could be the last time I mean, and those that's what them and then in the coffee context it's like if you can do that the first time make right. sure you're on point then they're gonna come back
1: yeah and i mean and let's be honest i think we somebody asked about the industry i guess it was the last question but like i mean nestle bought Blue Bottle, the industry is going to continue to grow. That means that's a, that's a validation on the specialty coffee industry. So there's room for it to grow, which means people are going to continue to seek out quality coffee. And if you want to be their spot, you got to make them want your spot to be the spot. And that's not on them. That's on you. So, yeah. I mean, one of the things I'm working on right now is how many surveys I can... Put together with my girl, Sheryls, who's helping me become a better human male. And and so that we can start connecting with guests and people who deal with us in all different platforms, our team, so that we can see, you know, objectively where we're doing well and where we can improve and what people want so that we can make sure that we're making people happy,
0: happier than they were when they came in. Happier than they were. That's our cat and clown mission. There it is. Leaving people feeling happier than they were before. Happens every time, hundred percent, fifty fifty. It's good stuff. <laughs> this last one's long. How long is it? It's pretty long. <laughs> cool. It's a question that we've heard a lot of times. It's we almost have touched we on it, it before. a lot of times. We maybe have. It's kind of well. Ah, uh, I'm dancing with it. People want to start a coffee roasting company. They always do. I'm just gonna nip this one tight in the first question is how do you decide which roaster to go with real answer doesn't matter at all yeah just pick one just pick one and i know that sounds we've talked we've talked more in depth about roasters in the past and we're definitely happy with the san Franciscan. it comes down to price and reliability for us something that does what you want it to do that's affordable, that has good service because you don't want it to break. And yeah, we've
1: roasted on a lot of different roasters. It's been we've awesome. roasted
0: good coffee on a lot of different roasters. In, at the end of the day, it's going to come down more to the person who's standing in front of the roaster than the actual machine that you have, unless your machine has severe limitations. But you got a ProBat? Fine. You got a Geason? Fine. You got a San Franciscan? Fine. You got all these things? Fine. I've had good coffee on American Roaster Core. I've had good coffee on the ProBatino. Probatino, the, awesome the Heinz like uh, um, peanut roaster from back in the day. Yeah, like, and I get it. You want to be able to control certain things, but like, let's just fucking call it what it is, dude. It's a rotating drum with a flame underneath it. Yeah. It's true. In, it's it's in the, up to
1: you to make the coffee good, not in the, the roaster.
0: Yeah. In the same way that an espresso machine works, it's like, cool, you got a Strada or a Linea. In my mind, you can make the same caliber of espresso on either of them. Right. Strada, yeah, it's technically more advanced, got more features, PID, blah, 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 pressure profiling, whatever. You're going to be able to make awesome coffee on both of those. And that espresso machine or roaster that you buy is not going to be make or break in yeah your don't business. let people
1: tell you that you have to get a certain kind of roaster to be able to roast good coffee don't let anybody tell you that oh man i just don't want
0: you to have a rough time in your life it's like you can figure it out you can keep it clean it's fine you can roast coffee on it everybody i know in specialty coffee who i drink good coffee from basically roasts on a lot of different roasters Sure, sure. there's some that are more popular so i wouldn't sweat it i would get what you can afford and get something that maybe you could work on um, how do we learn how to make drinks? What? They don't want to get a barista job, but they want to make drinks. Well, then they're a little SOL or they can go on the internet.
1: <laughs> I mean, that sounds, I'm not trying to be a, but it's like, really,
0: they're trying to save their money and don't want to get the barista job, which this one's hard for me to, or if you want to Just have a, a part time job, you get a part time job. Yeah. yeah. Do you really, two, you don't actually want to make coffee then if two you Two or want to three learn. days a week. So, you know, in our vision for the company, they wouldn't be baristas, but feel strongly that we need to be able to perform every job. This is true. You should. We also want to have good controls in place for how drinks are prepared to ensure consistency. But they don't want to go learn. Between taking courses, brewing courses, or hiring consultants, what do you suggest? Another route altogether. I always suggest working in a coffee shop because no matter how much consulting you have, and there's good consulting out there, but nothing will prepare you for working in a coffee shop other than working in a coffee shop you should literally go get a job at Starbucks so you can at least feel what it feels like to be slammed. Right.
1: And then quit and go get a specialty coffee job for a little while. And then,
0: or just share, share your dream with somebody. And maybe you can, maybe you can work on some kind of trade. So you have another job right now or they, or they have other jobs. So if you can say like, Hey, like this is what we're doing. Is there any way that I can work two days a week here? I'll do it for minimum wage, and I'll trade you some of my skills in this other area. Like maybe I do IT, and I can do a little project for you or something. Right. You know, because if you're only going to work somewhere to gain skills, you kind of want to be upfront about that. Yeah. At least I would think, and you can maybe find someone to do it. Maybe not. But I would get a job, even if it's at a crappy coffee shop. Yeah, that sounds. That's a hard one for me because
1: I just. I st- and and like this is probably not this person but i get this the vibe that i and i get frustrated with human beings who do this who just like kind of want something for nothing in a way and that's not necessarily what they're saying but i just picture that person who's who's disgruntled because they're not at the top of the food chain in a company but they don't actually want
0: to do the work to get there
1: i don't think they're i don't think they're doing that i don't think they're just immediately what i thought
0: about seems like they have student loans and they they basically need to keep their regular job right now right. to make it work. Totally. So I understand that. I think it's just got to be a combination of you might have to double up on jobs for a while. Yeah, then you could put away some extra cash and then quit one of the
1: other jobs. Maybe the big job. Get more loans, dude. That's a
0: super chill idea. Get more loans. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. And I don't mean to uh, shortchange your email. It's it's very large. And I really do feel the enthusiasm. And a lot of the questions that we get are the same questions. So maybe we do get a lot of repeaters. And maybe we should make a FAQ episode and take this and just like plug it in there, or figure out how to log them a little bit better. Maybe, but yeah. And the same question with roasting. It's like we should put some sh- FAQs on the actual like podcast portion of our website, and That'd then be cool. be like here's some FAQs specific that keep coming podcast in. FAQs. Yeah, and then like they could just read them before yeah. they rewrite in. We're we're learning here. This is great. <laughs> Every day of our lives. It's so good. Yeah. It's a really cool question. And I, I get that it's something that a lot of people wrestle with. Yeah. I I felt like I sounded angry there. I get angry about the, like the roasting and espresso machines and like the little, little things ones. It's just like, it just stressed me out. I'm getting, I'm getting a girl Mackenzie. No, it is
1: my fault, Chris. Oh no, no. I meant her. I know. I feel the same way. Look, um, what happens r- that's about your friend? Well, I, I'm. McK- I think Mackenzie might need to change her uh, availability. That's
0: all, right? Oh. Oh yeah, she's she's with me Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I have to double check on those days. Totally cool. That's just, that's some real life internet stuff. We're just having a scheduling. Uh, who shout out to Mackenzie who is killing it, crushing it, love talking about education with her. I, there's not a lot of people I can do deep dives into education with and she is really on a level. I love it. Man, I think we're done here, huh? Oh yeah, we're done. Yeah, sure. we're done. It, we we're, have some intense work and in life to do. We're gonna go back to work, everybody. Work life balance. It's a balance of work and life. Thank you for the questions. Really appreciate it. I do. It's really cool. We need to do some FAQs. That's yeah Let's our, drop uh, some FAQs. That's we're gonna actually drop some, such some a good idea. faqs We got we have we come up with a all the time. Let's make a shirt that says F-A-Q. FA dash
1: Q. Do you want to send one to that person who was talking to you over drinks the other night?
0: Yeah, I do. (laughs) You want to talk crap about my business to my face? That's fine. What are you trying to do to make the world better? that's cool quick quick update on that we're, this
1: person hasn't ever come into the business they just know about the business they just, they just not know coming. how
0: specialty coffee yeah. shops work so it's like so we're the same apparently we're the same as everybody else so yeah. wait, wait uh, oh wait we do that they're like well yeah it's just like what happens like, like oh have you been in oh i go in i don't see you there i'm there, I'm there every <laughs> fucking day <laughs> unless i go out go in, town. it's like between five and seven <laughs> p.m i'm just like everybody's there all yeah. the time it's, multiple times yeah. a day and it's, we've known you for a long time i'm see you dude i see you in the street. you're not on this side of town for a very long time let's not pretend okay yeah let's pull it together let's keep it real i'm just trying to have some positive vibes maybe just help you know spread the love everybody spread the love maybe if you say you're a friend you just support your friend i don't know dude. i do whatever man well see you guys later happy patent clap for you